Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the pod of Born Star, Born Star, Born Star, where you recognize you're a star. Today is Monday. Monday, an opportunity for us to have an amazing conversation. And let me just start this conversation off by saying, hey, United States of America, progressives, Republicans, moderates, Democrats. Can you get your shit together and figure out what the fuck you're going to do before the ceiling cracks and all the hell comes loose? Like, I'm just over it. It's one goddamn party. They're deciding to do whatever they want and fuck around with us. And they keep talking about how they're going to tax the rich. Nancy Pelosi and Biden aren't going to tax any rich people for nothing. They're all the same. They're just lying. And I don't want to spend too much time talking about politicians because, you know, I can't stand them. But I feel like it's necessary for us to have these conversations. Do you see how the media constantly keeps talking about Trump, even though he's not in office? And do you see how Trump keeps looking for attention, even though he's not in office? Can I also tell you the fact that there's a big problem with immigration here? Like, I feel like It's really interesting how the party welcomed in people from Afghanistan, yet they are okay with people on horses whipping people from Haiti. How does that work? If that's just not a slap in the face, just like whatever took place on this earth years ago at the beginning of time when they enslaved black people, then I don't know what is. They're just doing it again. The United States of America is built on the idea that white men should be saved and white people should be treated differently. And I'm the first one to say I'm not racist because I'm not. I didn't grow up like that. And I'm a mixed person. So I'm I'm of many races. And And I love that. I love being Irish. I love being German. I love being Native American. I love being Portuguese. I I, I love the things that I am, even African-America. I wish I could learn Swahili. But it frustrates me that they want to lie about reality. And the reality of it is, look at policy. Biden isn't that great. What they're doing isn't that great. And and another part of that is I I, kind of don't care about that when we have our own problems, too. Like, there's problems here in this country that need to be fixed. Like, why are we still talking about January 6th and almost October? Like, it's taking them too long to figure out what they're going to do with the ceiling that's about to crack for the debt that we owe and it's taking them too long to make actual decisions that are going to help and affect the people that are the working class that have been working and busting their ass every day with COVID without COVID before COVID whatever we've been working for those of us that have sacrificed and have shown up and done what we've supposed to do we get nothing for it there's no rewards. There's no great job. There's nothing. The, the assumption is we'll be okay with another slap in the face and another nothing. That's the assumption here. Like, are you kidding me? Where are these people going that you've let in from another country?
what's the plan here? How are they being vetted? They're not being vetted. There's a lot of problems with this. And I don't understand it. And I don't like it either. Why do we go to countries that don't have anything to really offer us? We're going there for gas and the planet's burning. Tell me how that works. Emissions? Are you kidding me? It's 2021. There's got to be a better way to do things. They're taking too much time to do things that have should have been done years ago. And if the Democrats are in charge, why are they listening to the Republicans about anything? There's no bipartisan shit. When the Republicans are in office, they don't ask Democrats for anything. This is how you know the system is fucked up. It's just a bunch of crap. And I'm tired of every day listening to the shitty media not do their job. And it's just frustrating. Thank God I have the Young Turks and a bunch of other progressive voices out here. Um, I I even like uh, Chris Haynes on MSNBC. And um, there's a bunch of others that I like. I'm just, I'm very tired of listening to the hoopla bullshit. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Biden, and even Trump are too fucking old to be in office. They're... They have a mentality of cold war and we're in 2021. We shouldn't be going to try to have fucking wars in countries that are in the rock ages. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the Islamic view or whatever. But what the fuck does that have to do with me? I don't care about any of that shit. I care about where I live and how my community and how I can do better and succeed. Not about any of that. So I don't know why we're spending 20 years there and we're going to focus on this and that. And Money is wasted and nothing makes sense. And there's no actual explanation for it because no one can provide it. I'm just over this shit. The government in the United States of America needs a bulldozer. Old people need to have term limits. You shouldn't be able to be in power after you turn 60 years old you should be cut off and it shouldn't just be them placing people of color into positions because they're trying to look like they're doing something because the people that are of color that they're placing in the positions are morons look at the republicans like they would sell their soul for a tax break are you kidding me dude dude anyways Just figured I'd give you some news before we get into what's going on. The news is the Democrats are fucked and they got about a week to figure out what the fuck they're doing. And they're still trying to do bipartisan stuff, but it's not looking good. And um, the debt ceiling is going to crack and um, the shit's about to come. So hopefully you've got a job and you've got some money saved because things are about to get bad here. Um We're at the top of the volcano before it erupts, and we're just waiting day by day to see what really happens. I feel like the Democrats should just hold up the Republicans and say, do it. Because you know what? Fuck them. Like, all these old people, like, just, this, things gotta change. We need some young people and some people that are actually gonna do something with policy and change. And until these old people get out the way and retire... Like, Nancy Pelosi should have left office a long time ago. She's been in office since the beginning of time. She needs to go. All of these people, they need to go. Like, no more excuses. Leave. You're not, you're part of the problem. The The whole Washington thing is an issue. Food for thought. 
let's get into the rest of the pod today. Thank you for tuning in to the first um, point of this conversation, which is the news, which is shit sucks. And uh, we hope it gets better. And the rich aren't going to get taxed, but the poor are going to get taxed more. Welcome to America. Uh, if, if you're questioning this, maybe you shouldn't come here. Just saying. Um, but let's get into this conversation. The first part of our conversation is traditions won't last forever. And why should they? You know how some people like to celebrate Christmas? It's kind of a big thing in America. Uh, when Christmas comes, we all decorate our homes we decorate our front windows and we put up lights and we decorate the Christmas tree. Uh, we get festive and we get candy canes. We write out cards. We buy people gifts. We do gift trades at work. Uh, we do we switch gifts with family members. Uh, we, we might even do it at church. It's a big thing. It's a big ordeal. And it really is the best time of the year. I've grown up with Christmas. And everyone I know has grown up with Christmas, and I love it. It's it's a part of me in my heart, in my soul, and it's my favorite time of the year with the snow and the cold weather and the red and the green and the mittens and just the feeling of true bliss. That's what Christmas is. Sharing um, and caring with loved ones, laughter, memories, stories, thoughts. We get together. It's been a busy beginning of the year and it's kind of like a little break and honestly it is truly beautiful and I do think that it's one of the best traditions I'll ever know at some point when I have my own family and uh, we get a bigger house I, I like to start my own tradition with my own kids with stockings and a Christmas tree and decorating the Christmas tree putting popcorn on a string uh, you know putting Lots of red everywhere around the house and making reefs and just doing a lots of beautiful things that you can do by yourself and be creative with. I think that's the meaning of Christmas. I also feel like birthdays are another wonderful tradition to celebrate where you get together with family and you go out to eat or you play games or you just have a wonderful memory. That's, that's traditions for me. It's 4th of July, going over for a picnic it's you know labor day picnic it's it's just all these things where you're celebrating something thanksgiving everybody's having turkey and cranberry sauce and you're thankful for your family you're thankful for everything that you have these are traditions that are important and i definitely think that my traditions might differ from others or they might be kind of similar. I mean, if you don't live in the United States, you might think that my my belief in Christmas is kind of whack and whatever. Or if you're from another country or another religion like Islamic, you might think something differently than me. And while we're talking about traditions, I feel like it's important for us to talk about the fact that other traditions won't be like ours. You can't force something on someone else, like especially with religion. It doesn't work and you shouldn't do it. And people from other countries that are coming into the United States from Afghanistan, please don't fucking try 
to do the thing where you start thinking you can contradict and give your opinion of what religion should be like in the United States of America. The United States of America is not Afghanistan. It's not Iran. It's not Iraq. It's the United States of America. We can believe in whatever we want here. That's likely why people want to come to the United States of America is because it is the land of the free, literally free. And while I'm pretty sure my ancestors of all the races I am had to deal with some sort of slavery or some sort of mistreatment, they definitely did. I'd like to say I don't, I'm in a much better place than they were. And while some of those mistreatments still exist now and I've had to endure some disrespect, unkindness and and cruelty throughout my life, I like to say their strength and their bravery of what they were able to do when they were alive has given me the strength and bravery to continue to just try to succeed. It can be difficult to try to keep pushing forward but somebody's always trying to constantly just step on you and tell you what you can't do. Or it can be difficult to be a Christian and believe in God and have another person of another religion tell you he doesn't exist. But you know what? That's how they feel. And, and that's their opinion and they get to have it. So if you want to come from another country and the United States wants to welcome you in, okay. But you can't tell me what to think. So I don't care. And no one else should either. Your thoughts, your traditions are yours. They're not mine as mine aren't yours. And that's just it. So people will get upset. They'll get all emotional and they'll feel some sort of way about things. They'll feel like, are you really talking to me like that? Yes, I'm really talking to you like that. Your opinions are for you. I don't have to take it into thought and feel like I have to fix something because you do. That's not how this works. If we're in the land of the free, then I'm free to have my own opinion like everybody else is here. There's a lot of people that are atheists or they just don't believe in anything and they can not believe in anything and that's their decision and I'm the first one to tell you that I do think religion is rigged I think it is I was listening to something on the Young Turks yesterday where a pastor was saying that people at the airport are demons especially with TSA and he needs his followers to give him more money so he can buy another jet plane now, this was one of these even evangelicus type of people that is a TV pastor. And how that works, I don't know. But there's a lot of problems with religion here. And the churches are empty, bro. And this falls into tradition. That's a tradition that's dying. It's falling apart. And... They couldn't possibly think that that was going to last, right, with a group of young people that don't have any inclination or any connection with the people that are hyping it up. These old men or women are trying to convince young people to join into something that goes totally against who they are. And I'm not saying that God goes against who they are. I'm talking about religion, not Jesus. That's the problem with religion. It's it's not about Jesus. It's about money. It's just a business. The whole aspect of that, the tradition of religion, which is a business to convince you to give your money to them, 
so they can do something. I just think COVID showed exactly what it was. And time. And old people thought they had to go to church because their parents went. Young people, younger people disagree with that and they don't do it and they don't care. And why should they? This goes inside what I'm saying. One tradition is not like another. And why should it be? It shouldn't be. And that's just it. Just because you wanted to go to church 10 years ago, 20 years ago, does not mean I have to go to church every week and does not mean I have to give all my paycheck to a church. That doesn't mean I have to sacrifice and give all of myself to something just to prove myself because you did it. No. And that's the problem with it. That's what it's saying to people. That's the message here. And you know who doesn't want to hear that message? A lot of people. So if you're going to come to United States of America from another country and you're being welcome here for whatever reason, and while I don't necessarily agree with what the Biden team or any of the parties decided to do with these Afghanistan people coming from Afghanistan on planes on our dollar, I understand it's a business, but I don't want to hear from these people with their fucking opinions telling me what I can believe in on my soil in my country because my ancestors fought way too fucking hard for me to hear something from someone else that's not from here that's what i'm saying and you should feel like that too if you're an american because it's funny how they let certain people come over here and say certain things but we can't go to where they're from and say anything about shit so you know what keep your opinion to yourself dude yes just don't don't do it like i said Some things, some traditions won't last forever. And people giving a fuck about how you feel is one of them. Just saying. Next part of our conversation, there's something about fall. The breeze, the sun, the leaves, the feeling, uh, the little chill you get in the morning when you're going to work and you're getting in the car. Or... The chill you feel when you're leaving work and you're getting back in the car to go back home. Um, It's really it's really awesome. I love going for runs in the fall. Nothing feels better than the wind hitting my face when I'm in my leggings and my nice. uh, North face um, fleece feels really great. And um, I definitely love that. There's just something about the way it feels. It just feels so smooth and translucent. And, you know, when it's hot and it's summer, you get all sweaty and you feel like you want to rip everything off. And when it's fall, it's just smooth and everything just feels good. And it's really great. Like, who doesn't like fall? Like, who? Like, dude. Like, really. Fall is awesome. And, you know, fall is when we can think about having turkey sandwiches with cranberry sauce and a mayo. Or we can think about making pies or, or some sort of a bake. We can consider... You know, all the things we love, we can carve pumpkins, we can do all the wonderful things that come with fall. We can get ready for Halloween, whether we're going trick-or-treating with our kids or our nephews or our nieces, or if we're teachers, we can decorate our classrooms with our students. There's just so much you can do. You can help decorate your community, and you can really be a part of the beauty of fall. Now, I'm specifically speaking to those that live on the East Coast, um, in the New England, New York area, 
or just all across that strip. I'd say anywhere from uh, Philly, Pennsylvania, uh, New York, Boston, Mass, any of those areas. I'm talking that. I'm 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 talk I'm not talking about like California, because they don't get weather like we do. Uh, New England sort of gets different. They get different vibes in a better way, I think. And I'm not saying that California isn't great, because California is great. It's the place where all all of business takes place. But there's just something about New England that you can't replace. And I'm saying that as someone that's been here all my life, and I don't think I'm going to leave. Like, I kind of want to move to California, but then I think I'm going to miss the fall. So it's like, eh, I don't know about that. You kind of get used to it, and you kind of like it after a while. Maybe not the snow, but the fall. The fall is all. And who doesn't want a pumpkin spice latte? The, the pumpkin spice latte at Dunkin' Donuts is not good. Don't drink that. Uh, maybe try the one at Starbucks. That one is better. But fall, fall is a great time of the year. So who's ready to rake those leaves and who's ready to put a little fleece on when they're going to work in the morning? Welcome to fall, everybody. This is the beginning of the fall cast. And we love the weather in the fall. So... Let's get the bonfires roasting and let's get some marshmallows toasting because the fall is coming. Yay. Next part of our conversation. Are we going to see more electric cars? I'd like to think that we are going to see more electric cars. Um, I'm hopeful that whatever Biden's trying to do with limiting uh oil or telling companies that they have to start making oil guzzling cars after a certain point and we finally get to get rid of emissions like the idea that i have to pay for emissions every two years why am i paying for that why i already have to pay tax car tax car insurance a bunch of other crap every year like and now you're going to give me emissions to do why the hell am i doing that like why And do you know we're digging in the earth? What the hell are we doing? Why do we need gas? And we keep going to these ungodly places for it. Like, I'm sorry. Who wants to go to Iraq? Who wants to go to Iran? And who the hell wants to go to Afghanistan or any of these other third world weird ass places in the middle of nowhere? They're in the Stone Age. And we're going to dig there and offer them what for the shitty gas? Like... We're literally burning the world. And it's not just the United States of America. It's a whole bunch of other countries too. We need to stop. We need to move toward the electric cars. Like I like UK. Like they have small cars. And people typically just walk. And they utilize trains. We need to build something like that here. Why don't we have more travel with trains here. Versus cars. And why don't we eliminate the gas. And make like affordable electric cars that look decent i'm not saying that it has to be a tesla but could we make maybe do this process a little faster like aren't we running out of time here like no joke the problem with climate is a big problem and they keep on talking about it but there aren't any like resolutions to fix it fix it we're just talking about it so what's going to happen when half of the united states of america either floods out or burns up because california is just burning every day burning 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 every day and 
New Orleans in the United States just flood nation like and places that don't have weather like that are getting it I mean in Texas there was a winter storm in the summer people froze to death and died like so when are we going to speed up this whole electric car thing so we can get rid of gas and we can get rid of that whole industry that's just siphoning and just stealing money and it's just all shady like like they're paying off Manchin so he could be a douchebag and a dictator in office and say what he doesn't want to do. You know what, Manchin? You don't get to be a dictator about shit. I'm coming to West Virginia and I'm about to post videos all day for your ass to get told what it really is. You're not the president of the United States. You're a senator. And guess what? Someone can run against you and win your seat. And that's likely what's going to happen. Because people are so sick of you and your crap. With your stanky daughter and your stanky kids, you got all this damn money and you just can't shut up and just pass stuff. And this goes for cinema, too, in, in Arizona. If you would, please shut up and just pass the stuff. Because don't have people, like, really run against you. You don't actually have anything to run on. You ran as a progressive and you are not a progressive at all. And what's Joe Manchin? He's confused. And I don't want to hear about his constituents. I don't care about that. Your job as a politician is to work for the people. Once you lose sight of that and you get caught up in the money and the hype of it all, you can be replaced. And you should be replaced. All of them should be replaced. This whole thing about climate change, it's not a joke, but they think it's funny. We need to be pushing these cars, these electric cars. We need to stop the gas cars. We need to push we need to take this very seriously because it's not just about the United States of America. Look what happened in Haiti. Look at Haiti. That's just horrible. And that's just one place. It's happened in others. And nobody is talking about it. There won't be a planet for children to live on if we don't take this serious. We need to have electric cars. There needs to be more train orientated travel and we need to figure out a way to implement this into our society so it becomes normal and the thought of gas is like a hundred years ago we need to make it so people don't want it it needs to become attractive like they need somebody to feng sway this and make it like popular or whatever they need to make this something where it's gross thinking about using gas. Do you realize what you're putting into your vehicle when you're driving it? Like, seriously? And and people will say, oh, that's ludicrous. We're not going to get rid of gas. We're going to keep it. Okay, well, what's going to burn down next? And what other part of the nation is going to be swallowed up by water or burned down by fire? Things that can't be rebuilt. When someone's house burns down because of a forest fire, what happens with that? When someone's loved one dies because of a avalanche or something, because of climate, how can that be fixed? This is a problem. And the electric cars should be a way to fix it. That should be one way to fix it. And electric cars are kind of cool. You know, we're always looking for a way to move forward toward the future. And this is definitely a way to do that um a car i'm really interested in looking at is the 
Nissan Altria. It is it's just coming out in 2022 and it is an electric and it looks very good. They also have some Beatles that um, one of the dudes I listen to on YouTube is getting. He's on a waiting list for it. Um, I'm hoping that things change with electric cars. There seems to be a lot of electric cars in like China and Japan and Europe. And, you know, the United States needs to catch up with these other countries, obviously. And we need to start doing things differently. I'm hoping that they make some cute ones. I like Tesla, but for the Teslas I like, I cannot imagine spending $150 on a car. But I guess if you get a Tesla, you don't need anything else. But I don't know. That's not really a car that looks like, I don't know, like what would be the monthly payment on a car that costs as much as a house? It'd be ridiculous, right? For a car, like, I'm going to spend two grand a month on a car. Like, no, I'm not. So, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know about that. But Teslas are nice looking. They have a lot of cool, they have a bolt, but they're, like, taking those back. Something's happening with those. There's a lot of electric cars out here. You just have to look at them and and figure out which one fits your needs or which one fits you best they also have the one that's gas and electric so it's two in one instead of just one it's a hybrid so maybe go hybrid first before you go straight into electric we need to be working together to move this and make it look sexy make it look fun make it captivating because we don't change our own countries in this world we're not going to have a world to change. We're all going to die. I mean, I'm trying to make this sound nice, but there is no way to make this sound nice. Maybe we won't die, but the future will. And that's horrible to think that there might not be an earth. Where does that live? Generations of children, of kids, of our kids raising their kids and their kids raising theirs. Where does that leave hope if there's nothing to hope for? Who knows? Next part of our conversation. The Doja Cat album is fire and you need to download it now and turn it up on high. Yes, let's talk about that. Oh my God. So I will start listening to it. Um... Earlier in the week. And let me just tell you. Ooh, it is fire. Dude. The first song, Woman, Bomb. The next song, Naked, Bomb. Payday, Bomb. Every every song is different. And it's really it's really about Planet Her. And I really like it. Uh, it's really defined and it's kind of beautiful and eccentric. And it's just everything you want in a good and a good listen and that's here i've been listening to it all week and i absolutely love it and i can't turn it off either like dude i think i'm gonna start to memorize the words at this point it's really good um you can find that on apple music or i guess any other way you get your music is there any other way to get music beside apple music i mean i guess there's spotify you could do that or whatever else there is i guess you could look it up on youtube but i don't know how youtube music works but it must be cool um, it's bomb. You need to listen to it. Um, it's amazing. Um, there's just so 
much that's there. It's just such a mixture of different vibes, feeling, tones, music. It's just all there and more, and it really does sound amazing. If you're looking for something different to listen to, that's definitely going to put you in a good mood and and definitely you know, make your day or night or whatever, you're going to find it in this album. And I definitely recommend you download it and you love it. Uh, I definitely think you're going to like it. Um, so go download it right now or just play it. I guess you don't have to download it. You could just play it. I don't really download everything I listen to, but if I really like it, I'll download it. But I don't know if there's a point in downloading anything anymore because you can just listen to it when you want to. The greatness of Apple Play. Yay. Uh, next part of our conversation, I finally finished watching Handmaiden's Tale, and let me just say, what an amazing season. It was just extraordinary from the beginning to the end. It was kind of sad, um, but it was kind of beautiful. You know, sometimes there's beauty and pain. We've talked about that before on Born to be Star, about how beauty can be pain and how you can find something amazing and something dark. And I think that's really what the story does. It really provided such a sweet revenge in a way that was unexpected but real and if you haven't seen the latest season of of Handmaid's Tale you need to go see it you also need to watch White Lotus and you need to get caught up with Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu as well Nine Perfect Strangers is another show that's just ooh, so good so good Nicole Kidman's in it uh Michelle McCarthy's in it and a bunch of other good actors as well. It's just, it's everything you'd want in a, like a cult show or whatever. It's really, it's really good. I really think you're going to like it. And I think it gets better. Granted, there were some parts of it where I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And then there was other parts was like, where I was like, okay, I understand this. But I feel like I don't know how they were able to capture what they captured in the show that made it so enjoyable to watch. But they were able to catch, capture such an exquisite story of different people in different places in a way that made sense that they were brought together. And I don't think any other show would have been able to capture that, but the way they did it with this cast, with with this storyline, what they were looking for, I think everyone in the story found exactly what they were looking for. If you haven't started to watch it, you need to put it on. It's amazing. It's got a great cast. It's really slow, and it's only about eight episodes. It's It's exactly what you're looking for, a quick watch, but it's something good to watch. So get to that as soon as you can you're gonna like it next part of our conversation america horror is no joke too so we're watching the latest season of american horror story on hulu as well because hulu is where you go to to find all the cool things now and if you don't want to watch it on uh what is it fx you can just watch it on hulu because basically hulu is fx's streamer i guess which is cool kind of figured that it seems like they're fox's streamer too um you know i've always kind of liked um hulu um i feel like who's um like their own like authentic things are really good too and i feel like who's like fx shows are really great as well 
Um, and I really got to tell you that this Nine Perfect Strangers is really great. Um, also, you know I love Handmaiden's Tales. I feel like every season that just gets better. And I just want to see what's next. But I'll be patient and wait. Granted, COVID did really break up um, the momentum of Handmaiden's Tale. But I think once you get into the latest season, you'll be right back into it. It kind of... It plays like you left off right where you were. So it doesn't have like the the distance or the disconnection that you would assume it did. It really goes right into where it left off. And I really like that. Um, Hulu is really great. And this uh, latest season of American Horror Story is insane. But I feel like every season of American Horror Story is insane in its own way. I mean, the clown one creeped me to hell out. The one about the the witches, crazy. The one about the like the the politician that basically sold his soul or whatever. I mean, these are really good sh- like seasons that touch upon what's going on in reality in a way that I don't know if we can see that in anything else. I also like the fact that it's more on the rated R side and it's not your typical PG thirteen. I'm gonna watch this on Hallmark. Because we don't want to watch everything on Hallmark all day. And granted, I like Hallmark. But American Horror Story, that's not what that is. This is horror. Like, gory. You're going to get your neck chopped off. And some dude is behind you with a bag to wrap it around your head. And kill you horror. But it's good. And if you haven't started it, go watch it on Hulu. You're going to like it. Unless you don't like horror. And if you don't like horror, then I guess you should start watching Christmas movies on Hallmark Channel. But if you like horror and you're into the gories and all that good stuff, then you're definitely going to like it. Hulu is doing big things. I'm very proud of them. And I just hope they get better from here. I really think they're going to. And I'm not concerned that they won't do that. Um, but those two shows I said to you, definitely amazing. If you haven't watched Nine Perfect Strangers, get that on. If you haven't watched the latest season of Handmaid's Tale, you need to watch both of those right away. And don't forget American Horror Story, too. Next part of our conversation, we're going to get into food with Beakstar. Buying kitchen utensils is fun. It is fun. And you can literally do it on any website. Like the idea of going into the store and looking at stuff all day. That's so five years ago. Dude, now you can go on Amazon, find exactly what you want, get it shipped in two days to your house, take it out of the container and look at it and love it and like it and do whatever else you want with it. I got new placemats. I got new silverware. I got new pots. Dude, there's just so much you can do with buying utensils. That's fun. Like, it's not sad. It's fun. And it should be. Shouldn't it? Isn't the idea with our kitchens for it to be something we love... Whether it's like a cappuccino machine or it's something else, shouldn't it be something that you love? Isn't that the idea? And I have a Keurig and I haven't been paying it much attention, but I'm going to get back into making my too strong coffee on my Keurig. And I'm going to get back into really enjoying the things that I have in my kitchen, my touchscreen uh, air fryer. Like I really want to get back into cooking and we've talked about that prior. And I really do think that, you know, having the, the latest and greatest utensils in your kitchen really does inspire you to do amazing things in your kitchen. Whether it's air frying your own 
uh, chicken, whether it's making your own crispy french fries, whether it's making your own cappuccino on your Keurig or another machine that you have for maybe cappuccinos. You can make everything at home and you can make it fun. You don't always have to go out and spend a million dollars every day. And don't get trapped into thinking that you have to. You don't. So, just saying. Just saying. Utensils should be fun. Next part of our conversation, outside of the fact that I love having new whipping spoons and I love, uh, you know, keeping up to date on the correct type of can opener, although I like the electric can opener the best. Thank, thanks, Aunt Lara. I still love my can opener. And um, I love all my utensils. I, I have a pizza cutter. It's pretty cool. It, it might not be the best version of it. Maybe I need to get a stronger one. I do want a better knife set. I have a uh, Pioneer Woman knife set that's really nice. I've been using that for a couple of years. I really like it. I got that from Target. It was like 15 bucks during the Black Friday sale, and I really scored on that. I like to go on like Target like when I know it's getting closer to November, even September or October, when they have the same sales that they have for Black Friday, and then go cop things that I want for the kitchen early. And I also like to give those away as presents. Now, I don't know what I'm doing for Christmas gifts yet but i like to plan that out early so i'd like to be done with my christmas shopping before the last week in october have everything wrapped up and put it in one of the closets that is exactly what i'm going to do this year and i'm going to start early and get it done asap um again having utensils that you're actually going to use available and have them be nice and beautiful means that you're going to love cooking and loving cooking means that you're going to save money you're going to eat correctly and you're going to enjoy something that could be miserable Instead, you're going to make it fun. So make it fun. And that moves us into the next part of our conversation. Loving your kitchen leads you into how to make your own recipe or how to make a recipe yours. You can find a recipe on Pinterest, in books, at the grocery store, anywhere really. And you can think, I don't know if I can make it like this. Well, you don't have to make it like that. Make it the way you want to. Maybe put your own seasonings in it. If you're making fish or you're baking something, maybe put your own kind of cheese in it. If it's Mexican, maybe make it your Mexican. If it's Italian, make it your Italian. You can literally do whatever you want with food. That's the great part of it. It's what you like because you're eating it. Now, granted, I do love specific restaurants that I go to and I get specific things from it because I like the way they cook those specific things. If it's like Mexican, then it's got to be Puerto Vallarta. That is the best Mexican food in the state I live in. If it's um, Italian, it's got to be Park Lane. Best pizza in in this state, without a doubt. Um I'm trying to think of other food. There's a couple places that have great West Indian food. There's places that have great Spanish food. it could be fun like it doesn't always have to be how am i going to do this 
it's going to be, how can I make this more fun? Or how can I make this more delicious? And it should be. And that's the whole thing with recipes. You can make them your own. Why don't you start from scratch and see what you can whip up? Like when it comes to bread or anything like that, you can literally do anything you put your mind to. So do it and don't feel bad about it. I'm just saying. Anyways, that is the end of our pod for this Monday. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Monday, wherever you are, whatever time it is. And thank you for tuning in, as always, to Born Star, Born Star, Born Star, where you recognize your star and your star, wherever you are. I'm here to tell you that you can really do anything you put your mind to. So stop listening to the people that are doubting you and achieve your goals your own way, your own time, the way you want to. This is your life. Live it the way you want to. And smile. I'm here. We're here together. We're stars. And the only way you can see in the darkness is with the light. I'll see you tomorrow on Tuesday. Bye.